Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the the Between Series podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I am in the space between spaces. I'm David. Ooh. That's right. Today we are we are rat we you know we have finished up with Transformers Prime. We are going to move on to Rescue Bots and we're going to talk a little about both. First off, Transformers Prime, a uh, the longest uh, Transformers series, uh, really since Generation One. Yeah. Yes. Uh, up to its point, it was the longest. Yes. Well, uh, uh, I mean, not it, it's not as long as G One. Right. Well, okay, so it's it's actually the third longest then. Yes. Well, actually, uh, I'm not sure if Ro- I think Robots of Disguise may have lasted longer. Um, n- no, um, Rescue Bots. Oh, Rescue Bots, right. No. Rescue Bots is the longest. Yeah, Rescue Bots is the longest Transformers show in history, <laughs> which is crazy, but it did happen. Yeah. <laughs> and no one noticed because yes. it was for preschoolers. It was literally for preschoolers. Yeah, but I think as we're about to find out, it's, uh, you know, kind of a fun show. Yeah, I watched the first few episodes of it. I didn't really keep up with it. Uh, I had trouble keeping up with much around when that was coming out. And I don't think I had like, you know, it it was before streaming became quite so prevalent. So you sort of had to catch things when they were on unless you were fancy and had a DVR. Uh, So yeah, I missed a, a good chunk of it, but I saw like the first several episodes it was cute so but as far as prime you know 65 uh three seasons and a movie yeah the middle season was pretty long uh the yes, last well, season not so long yes and uh you know uh i'm just curious for for starters uh favorite characters who do we like who did we Ooh, not like um... and or forget existed <laughs> uh, um, it's hard to narrow down like a specific like with Beast Wars it's easy to say like well no actually maybe Beast Wars it isn't easy to say like all the Scott McNeil characters are basically my favorite character <laughs> yeah Beast Wars it's like everyone is amazing yes yeah um an animated it's pretty much Bulkhead other characters are great but Bulkhead is the best this um Knockout, I kind of want to say. And Knockout is great. And, and like a totally new addition to the cast, which I really yeah. appreciated. Yeah. I mean, it, the main cast is okay. Uh, but I, for even for Autobots, it's hard to like pick like who's... I, well, for Autobots, I guess Ratchet. Yeah, I mean, Ratchet is, I think, the standout. I mean, he probably got the, le- yeah. the least to do, which sort of made it special when he did something. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, oh my god, Ratchet gets to leave the base, and all the Autobots are like, oh my god, Ratchet gets to leave the base. Like, in character. And also he's Jeffrey Combs, which is, yes. and Combs is very good yeah, in this. Yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Combs, his voice is doing a lot of the heavy Yes. Um, 
Yeah, animated, really animated gave us the idea of Ratchet as the grumpy old man, uh, but this really, you know, and that it was good there, but this really took off with it and, and just mm-hmm. did amazing things with it. Yeah, he's not so comically old. He's just kind of seen it all, and he kind of doesn't want to see any more of it. He's done. He's just yes. done. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I definitely like Knockout a lot. Uh, I tended for... T- I forgot Smokescreen happened. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've mentioned how with pretty much any series, like, the longer the series has... The further into the series it gets, the less likely I'm, I am to have seen the episodes multiple times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hadn't seen most of his episodes as reruns or rewatched them. Uh, so I kind of forgot that he existed, even though I had a toy of him. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of, I guess I, I say handful of prime toys I had, but I actually had a good number of them and, and I kept a few. Uh, but actually Dreadwing, I totally forgot was a thing, even though he is punishing mm. and his Gatling gun is ill. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I liked, uh, I liked Dreadwing on this. I mean, I, I am predisposed to like Tony Todd yeah. as a guy who loves Candyman. Yeah. Mm. I, I was not surprised to find that I continued really liking, uh, both RC and, uh, Arachnid. <laughs> on a rewatch oh, yeah. because they were definitely favorites the first time through and still favorites. Yeah, and they they have a kind of a new dynamic for Transformers. Like, other than I guess the the anime series, there, there aren't really like serious rivals between characters as much in most of the other series. No. Yeah, and sometimes they would try, but then like. You know, like, there's the whole thing about animated breakdown having a rivalry, and it's like, eh, but he's, it doesn't really happen. Like, even the writers just sort of were like, no, that's not really going to work out, because he's just such a big lump of sweetie pie. (laughs) I guess the next closest is is Depth Charge and Protoform X. Oh, yeah, that's true. But they're sort of a little more off on the side. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of doing their own thing. Often. Yeah. 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 They, you know, Ravage had, you know, was required to pay attention to what the Predacons were doing because Megatron literally had his spark in a little squishy ball. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, it was, it, it was something that we don't get enough of in Transformers, that kind of rivalry. Uh, so that was, that was nice. Also, Arachnid was genuinely like, I think something that that Prime did on the whole that other series didn't really lean into so much was the actual, like, serious human endangerment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. and Eric did leaned into that even more than most. Uh, and, and I would say that despite the few things he did get up to, Knockout didn't come off as, as murdery. As a lot of the Decepticons, hmm. such as Arachnid. Uh, well, I mean, she was basically like a robot serial killer. Yes. Yes, she was. Yeah. She had a trophy room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which I, uh, I prefer sorry to any of the human characters in the show. But on the whole, these human characters are 
pretty good. I mean, even Raph, who I still think you could pretty much cut out of the show mostly, like, they get together. The the, the kids and Fowler. But who's going to hack the Pentagon? Yeah, the, you know, the, the kids are affable enough. They never, they mostly don't get annoying, with the exception of Miko, who's mostly supposed to be annoying everybody else. Yes. Yeah, well, M- Miko's like sorry cranked up to 11. Yeah. Like, got, she's the bad influence. They've got a lot of that same energy that, yeah, like you said, bad influence kind of yeah, she energy. Cr- she crosses the line between, um, goofy tag along and dangerously suicidal. <laughs> Which like, made her I, interesting. She she was, and I think I mentioned this. Uh, she's like having a ferret around. It's part of <laughs> part of ferret ownership is just constantly keeping them from getting themselves killed. And <laughs> it's, it's a lot like that. You're just they're just trying to run off towards things they shouldn't be getting into, and you're just trying to grab them. And that, that was that was what Miko was like. And then sometimes they end up with suits of powered armor. Yeah, that never happened with my ferrets, fortunately. But you know, I I hear I hear stories sometimes. We get an oversized hamster ball, and uh, and I also liked Agent Fowler. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely fun as adult human characters go. Mm-hmm. And of uh, well, again, it, it's it's just great to see Ernie Hudson get work. Yes, because he's fun. I love Ernie Hudson. Yeah, uh, not so fun though, uh, Optimus Prime. He is a bit of a wet blanket for most of this show, which I guess is kind of your Optimus Prime yeah, paradigm these days. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it. The problem is he's a good Optimus Prime, but being a good Optimus Prime in that way, like in the movie, it's, it's like. Well, you take away the murder of Murder Prime from the movie, and he, yeah, he's a wet blanket, and. It's the pro- problem is in animated that Optimus Prime was was fun. He was still learning shit. Yes, this is old seasoned experience. Like what you you your nostalgia tells you G one Prime was like when he wasn't playing basketball. <laughs> am I am I <laughs> drooling nonsense. correctly, Spike? Yes. So you're left with it. This bland must be good. Like he's more dry and Boy Scouty than most interpretations of Superman, so mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not a lot you can do with him. And and he's he's too prominent in this show, to be quite honest. It's, it's, it's named after him. Yeah, it's yeah. got his name. Though I, you know, I do feel like he was often used as, like, not as much as someone who, like, I don't know, he was just, like, everyone's dad. You know, yeah. he wasn't, yeah. the, the character episodes didn't generally focus on him so much. Mm-hmm. I, no, I mean, I think in the first season it did a bit, but it, they bring that back. And, it, and it's interesting because the show's interpretation of Megatron, I think, is what is great. Yes. Oh, yes. oh my goodness. It's amazing. Maybe the best version of uh, Megatron, who isn't Beast Wars Megatron, who's a different kind of character. Yeah. But this is the best, like, G1 Megatron. Like, he's he's evil and strong and creepy. Like, he's a straight-up maniac. A yes, yeah. he's got shark teeth. Devil blood. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> going to put this devil blood into my soul, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. 
from the very beginning of the series, he's just injecting himself full of devil blood and just having shark teeth and just raising zombies. And yeah, he's, he's G1 Megatron, but like completely off his marbles. So. And, and, and Welker is having a hoot to do it. So much fun. Yeah, yeah, he is. I think. I kind of think this is more successful at what, like, Animated Wood is trying to do to make Decepticons bigger and more menacing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, in there, it did take, like, five Autobots to take down one Decepticon. But here, the Decepticons are more, except for Knockout, a lot more menacing and creepy and serial killers and I mean, maniacs. I, I mean, I think the CG really helps with the scale there. Yeah. I think just the tone of the show really helps. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in addition to this the the physical scale of them just the way that the show was a lot more willing to lean into that like human endangerment and child endangerment uh in a way that you know uh a lot of the older series were not quite so uh, ready to embrace mm-hmm. although then of course there's the vehicons who end up being easily killed chumps which Ends up making the Autobots look stronger, so that kind of counterbalances yeah. a little. I mean, I love the Vehicons, but yeah. they die a lot. They certainly <laughs> do. And, and another, I think the show's interpretation of Soundwave is really great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that was really good. It manages to, like, not make him a character by taking his, way, his voice, but he's way more menacing. And just powerful than any other sound wave. Mm-hmm. And likewise, I think their Starscream is not particularly menacing, but he's no, no. Starscream to the nth degree. Yes, he's extremely Starscream. Yeah, he's... Um, actually, maybe there aren't as many Starscream interpretations outside of G1 anyway. Well, until, like... Well, I mean, there's animated and, I guess, the movies, where he doesn't get a lot of Starscream stuff to do. No, movie Starscream is, like, this weird, different character. Animated Starscream is a different kind of Starscream than this one in G1, kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's great, but he's he's not quite the, the sniveling... Well, in a way, he is the sniveling suck-up that G1 Starscream was. Animated one is just more fun. It well, mostly because he becomes immortal. That changes his dynamic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it makes him much more comedic yes. and interesting. But he's comedic. Whereas this Starscream is also that comedic, but like he's he's just this weird. I don't know. It's in some respects he's the best Starscream, and others he's not. He's the worst. Like, it's a good take on Starscream, but he's just, he waffles between, well, especially, like, the last season kind of fucks him up, because he because he becomes so loyal. Yeah. In the earlier seasons, he's very much like G1 Starscream, scheming, conniving, wants to be the leader, and is for chunks of it. But then, the, the flip in there, when he, like, when Megatron goes into his mind, and then he becomes super loyal, it just... It kind of feels like he should have died there instead of becoming the loyal sycophant. But then I guess we wouldn't have him in the next series. Right. Robots in disguise, but... It, That's right. He comes back. That's important. He kind of brings up, like, like I 
going into this this series, I don't remember liking Prime a lot. I liked chunks of it. I liked a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, it was like less than some of its parts. Mm-hmm. Rewatching it, it's like it's gotten better in my better in my estimation. But it's still it's it's not as good as Beast Wars or animated for me. Right. And I think it's it's kinda like that Starscream thing, like a lot of the character ticks work, but there's something just off about mm. it. And uh I think you know, apart from characters, uh what do we think of the show's sort of long term plotting? Um bad. <laughs> I mean yeah, it it could have been better. I, I mean, I sometimes... had not not so much character, but I had forgotten just how into the the whole MacGuffin yeah. thing it got, and how much it became a you know finding artifacts show. Mm-hmm. And and escalation that just goes in weird scales because you're fighting mega or you're fighting Unicron in the first series, and that. Everything after that just feels less, even though it's like, oh, we have to save Cybertron. Oh, they might terraform all of Earth. Yes, but the Earth is a giant devil robot. <laughs> that was the end of the first season. That, yeah, you're kind yeah. of screws kind you. of blowing your load early. Yes. <laughs> like, like uh, going back to animated, the first season of that, the big ba- the big arc was Megatron getting his body back. Mm-hmm. I mean. That that's that's a rising action that goes to a big point where, oh shit! Now we got Megatron to deal with. Right. Th- that's a great first season. It's it's a great setup. Whereas this, it it goes like, fucking. Why was Unicron the first season? That should have been like at least the second or something. It's it boggles the mind that like, oh, we do that for the first season and then we keep going. Yeah. It's weird. And then Unicron comes back right at the very end. <laughs> yep. Okay, that kind of makes sense, because it's fucking Unicron, he's a devil god, it's bringing back old stuff, but then it's going back to shit from the first season. is mm-hmm. Like, the serialized story, or is it ser- whatever, the, the continuing storyline of this series is good. It, it's kind of better than even Beast Wars to a degree, because each episode connects together and they're all kind of important. Mm-hmm. But the problem with the, the way that works is, like, it's a collecting MacGuffins for a lot of the show. It's like, oh, we need this thing to do this thing before the Decepticons get, oh, we need to get the parts of the key to do the thing. Oh, and they're broken. And, 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 uh, we need to get some O parts. <laughs> yes, it's O parts. Uh, I wish it was, I wish it was more episodic. Yes. Well, yeah. I have good news for you. Yay! <laughs> With the next couple shows we're doing. Yeah. Much more episodic. Yes. And I, I think there is one, um, uh, I, I, I think they handled the, uh, the mech subplot pretty well. Yeah, oh yeah, I wish there was more of them. I, I did like, you know, more Clancy Brown than always, is always yes. good. Yeah, yes. that, oh, that, that also took the show into the darkest, deepest corners. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, when you talk about, like I said, with human endangerment, then when you start getting human endangerment on that, where the, the humans are the ones putting the Autobots in danger, that, that gets, you know, very interesting. And body horror, and 
turning oh, yeah. dead Transformers into yeah. zombies. Zombie puppets. And, and then whatever oh, the so hell great. they're doing to to him after they the Decepticons capture him. That is like the one evil thing that Knockout does. Yes. Yes. And he's got a good reason. I mean, yeah. yes. But yikes. But yeah, it's... I, I kind of wish that maybe Mech had gotten, like, more to do. Maybe yes. even more yeah. to do with the actual meta plot. Like, how would... <laughs> How, wh- what would they do with some dark energy on? Oh, you know? Yeah. It, but, but yeah. It does kind of suck that it, it ends with Clancy Brown's character. But Silas? Yeah, Silas. Yeah, Silas. Yeah. Like that it stops with him. It, I, I wish there had been other mech characters to continue right. after him. Like we needed like a mech Destro or, yeah. uh, or, or a Baroness or something. Yes. Something. Like his lead scientist or something carried on after him. No, Pete. Well, he killed all of them. <laughs> well, yes, that this is the problem. Yes. Yeah, he was too hyper competent as an evil guy until he wasn't, and showed up at Megatron. It's like, hey, I'll work for you. No, I'm going to kill you. Oh no! <laughs> like, no. Megatron was just like. No, not interested. We're not really accepting applications right now, but you can you can leave your resume and we'll look at it. And also your body parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also the you know the Predacon thing was kind of weird in that we were you know given uh, Predacons Rising as a yeah. third season which featured a Predacon. <laughs> it had three. Well, eventually had three in the movie, but it, yeah. It, yeah, in the movie had three. It, it's not enough Predacons. I, if the third season had been longer and there had been more Predacons mm-hmm. and something, I mean, I saw that toy line. There were lots of Predacons, and they yeah, could have all been rising six or so, or at least most of them. There, there mm. could have been a lot more rising. Yes, insufficient rising. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I do like that Megatron figured out, oh shit, if we have an army of these, and this guy who calls himself a king, they're going to fuck me over. So let's destroy them. That makes sense. But the problem is, it means, well, you're running out of vehicons. You could maybe use some. Have Shockwave reprogram them so they're stupid and more loyal or something. Huh. Yeah, I I felt like there were a few things that didn't really like follow through on on the promise of them. Yeah. And and part of that was the Predacons and their rising. And moon zombies or moon vampires. Moon yeah. moon vampire zombies. Because they were yes. both zombies and vampires. Also they were bugs. Yes, some of them. Were, some of them were just uh, guys insects. and then the yeah, and then the leader true. of them was a spider. Yes. Yeah, it's ah. It is crazy that we left with just Arachnid and her as queen of the vampire zombies. <laughs> just leave and they're just that still there, hanging. I guess. They're yep. still yeah. Like, like, I haven't seen all of robots in disguise, but apparently she doesn't come back. She does not. The hell? Even though she is the most thematically appropriate to return. This is true. Yes. Is oh, that, an animal that, creature. Robot. I, might be I mean, little... like, I get if you, 
even if your voice actor budget went down, it's like you could cast somebody else. I mean, there's always Cree Summer who fills in for voices or something. I mean, they've, I they know. they had some decent guest stars on Robots in Disguise. They could get Gina Torres. They do? I yeah. don't really remember any guest stars at all. Oh, they got I, Eddie Deason. They got Frank Stallone. Eddie, you think Eddie Deason costs a lot? <laughs> you think those two guys cost a lot? Frank Stallone? I think Frank Stallone costs possibly as much as Gina Torres. I'm going to say, like, significantly less, but, um, let me see who else we got here. (laughs) This is in the future. Anyway, so, yes. I like Prime more than I did originally, Mm -hmm. but it does not supplant Beast Wars, definitely not. No. Or animated. It's, I guess maybe it's better than Beast Machines, but I like Beast Machines more than most people. Mm-hmm. I might have liked it more than animated, but I like dark shit. So as as we have yeah. discussed, I like it when things get very dark and awful and they're zombies and they're zombie robots. And look, I, I may have made a fan character who was basically <laughs> just a, a prime death knight. With, with like a rune chainsaw arm that he had to use to absorb spark energy because that was the only way he could, he could process any kind of energy because he was all full of dark energon and he was like, he was like a, a lab experiment. Okay, um, as Jen just demonstrated, this show is better for fan fiction. Oh, damn. Yes. Like, if you want to make your own OC, this is probably the best series to plug them in. Mm. Yes, it's very, very OCable because you did have things like Wheeljack showing up out of nowhere and he's just been hanging out in space and apparently Sea Spray had been out there and he got killed. So you can have all your OCs wandering out in space and dropping by to make out with RC or something and then leave again. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, but like. That may be very specific. The dark episodes of this are can be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yes. But there there's I don't know, just some of the linking and all the fetch quests like kinda drag it drag the average down a notch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has some really good peaks, but it has valleys. Maybe that's why I had forgotten how much fetch questing there was, because yeah. it was just like Because there's some really, really good eh. episodes. Yeah. But there's a lot of treading water. Yeah. So, okay, what else? Uh, yeah, I think in general it uh, it kind of didn't quite accomplish what it set out to do, but... Uh, and, you know, I feel like the same could be said of the toy line, too. Yes. It, it like, didn't even... The toys didn't even show up for a few months after oh, yeah, the show but... started. Oh, yeah, and, and there was, like... Well, there was, like, the preview... Did, it did take a while for the preview toys. Like there was, It like, did, yes. Um, yeah, Bulkhead, even Bumblebee the first edition took a while. Mm-hmm. Early. Oh yeah, they were, I forgot they were late. I thought they were like the only thing at the beginning when the show started, but that they took even longer to show up. That I completely forgot about. Yeah, a they actually the really good though, but yeah, they actually showed up not even that problems. far ahead of the normal line. Like they were mm-hmm. maybe a couple weeks ahead of the, the normal line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember when I finally found Toys R Us, which doesn't exist anymore. Finally found some of the preview ones. I think it was like, mm. it was like let it was still that same month. I think when I saw like a different RC, it was like, okay, which one do I get? Because they were on the yeah. shelf at the same time. Yeah, which 
that might have been a pro- like oh. I never saw Skyquake because I wanted that one, but I did get his brother Dreadwing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Battle. Um, Battles. Gun. <laughs> then there were other things like we never did. We ever get a breakdown? Or was that only uh, Japan? Or did no, it just Japan? Show up? Just Japan got the full size breakdown. Yeah, only Which Japan. So they did also really get that. a zombie breakdown, uh, mm. and that's definitely on my short list of things to shell out stupid amounts of money for. And there was there was like a a red redeco. There was something I think. Although that might have been only Japan only. Yeah, that was um, Swerve or something. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That was in, in the era when we got like loads of swerve toys. Because <laughs> they wanted to make red cars, and he was the only red car they could think of. Well, no, wasn't wasn't it also like um, was it Kaid that kept pushing swerve or something? Well, that's, yes, it was. That's who started it. Yes, mm-hmm. Kaid started it, but then it just kind of had its own momentum after that. Yeah. I think. Uh, yes, yeah, so, like not getting breakdown is real massive pain in the ass, and I never wanted yes. to play import fees for him. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't yeah. have him in knockout. Yeah. Ad- admittedly, we we kind of hate the voice actor for breakdown. Oh yes. As a character, breakdown was interesting. I think he's not getting yeah. any of that toy money. No. Um. And it, well, yeah. A lot of the toys are really like the Viacons. Fantastic toy. Yes. The Bumblebees are okay. The RCs, pretty good engineering. Um. Yeah. Both both of the identical RCs. Mm. The knockout. Isn't that great? The, the knockout, like, half the knockout is really good, but then there's the arms that kind of don't work. Yeah. Uh, Arachnid is very not good. Uh, yeah, I never got the Arachnid for that reason. I heard so I have like, her, and yeah, she's bad. I really want an Arachnid, but it just sounds... I think I got one of the little ones, which is a way better toy. Mm, <laughs> the, I'm like, sure. legend scale. Yeah. Yeah, the little bitty one. I mean, it would have to be. Yeah. Uh, Soundwave's really great, though. Yeah, Soundwave's good. Um, Mega, well, I only got the, the remolded Megatron where he's a Piranicon, basically. The original one is also very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, big, uh, big blocky Chunctimus Prime is interesting. I, I think that one's cool. Chunctimus Prime. He coming. Comes with a sword. I like the sword. I've given that to many other toys. A plus. Oh, and, uh, Wheeljack is very good. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have I have shit. I think I have three of that wheeljack. I have him yeah. and I have his uh 2D fruity recolor as a dead end. Yeah. Yes. I, I have this oh yes, dead end. Dead end I think might have been the first one I got. Hmm. And I got um the spiky wheeljack and wasn't there a convention version that used that mold? Yeah, uh, Slicer. I think Slicer. Yeah. Oh yes, I have Slicer. That's the other one I have. Or wait, wait, no, or I think or, they made a chrome dome out of him. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That was that the was... base they used for that chrome dome, yeah. Yes. I mean, he had a different head, but he yes. still had swords yeah. for some reason. They had an extremely Nick Roche head. Yes. And yeah. swords. Because <laughs> chrome dome is and then, I don't know. I, I guess he's performing, like, memno surgery with those swords. Yeah. <laughs> that seems a little less subtle than his... Hold still. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the Predacons that we did get are actually pretty... Actually... I think Predaking might be the weakest of the bunch, oddly, even though he had like three different toys, but none of I them have, are. I have the Enormo Gigantic one, which I really like, but I think a lot of those little Predacons are really good. 
Um, yeah, the little like oh, I think yeah, uh, the the one who's uh, who's a, the, the the female one. I can't think of her name. Razor something. Oh, oh yeah, something. she's the, one with the, the only one of those I got. Scorpion tail. She was very cool. Lots of fun. The the tail is a lot of fun. Yeah, great feeling. Flap flap flap. Just smack Rip things. Claw, with it. Who I think is also a '90s image superhero. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm she is sure. very good. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, so yeah, that, uh, that, that is Prime. And, uh, so now, now we move on to, uh, to the next, to a show that was airing at the same time as Prime and also on The Hub. Uh, Transformers Rescue Bots. Just the stupid play school stuff. Yes, it was for ca- kids. It was the, f- it was not the first attempt to make a, like, younger kid aimed transformer show that was of course go 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 bots oh i'm i'm familiar with go 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 bots apparently mu- i am not i oh, didn't that know me- it actually had a show of it, i mean it it, it it aired at on- like like once in the morning in like oh. in like vermont yeah okay it was- that's why i never heard of it it was uh some of the bigger toys had vhs tapes uh of it as Ooh. as pack-ins uh, so those are out there. Uh, actually, okay, so ages ago, after uh, BotCon changed hands from 3H, uh, some of us 3H people got together and put together a convention called Iacon 1. Uh, and we decided we needed to have like a kid's room. And so we had uh, some of those VHS tapes playing on, you know, like your classic TV cart from from high school. Uh that we got from the hotel, uh, showing the, the Go 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 Bots cartoons. And yeah, it had like normal, uh, the voice cast was just your, your regular issue voice cast. It, well, it had the Vancouver voice actors. I think, uh, yes. the guy who played Night Scream was in it. Yeah. So, and it was, it was perfectly good. It was a perfectly good little cartoon. Uh, you know, people, the, the people who managed to get to see it at the time in the fandom were, were pretty, you know, it was like, oh, this is adorable, but, you know, it, it was good. And, uh, I know well, the toys are apparently some, uh, the, the hand-me-downs from my, my toy closet when I moved, uh, that I gave to my nephews are apparently some of my, some of their favorites. So my sister had to ask me, like, what kind of terminology you would need to be you would need to put into eBay to find some more or to some, for instance, mm-hmm. get lost or broken. <laughs> so apparently there were four episodes. Two came uh, with a speedbot toy. The last two aired on TV only twice and only in the New York and Chicago areas. <laughs> and those might have to be like an interseason thing at some point. Ooh, yeah, well, I would be up for it. I mean, I I remember it. I don't remember I'm sure they're specifics. on YouTube. But I remember it being perfectly good. Or we can find Monzo. And yes. I'm sure he has them. Oh, yeah, yes. somebody we know probably has them. Mm-hmm. I'll have them. We absolutely but, have to know someone who has them. Yes. But anyway, that was short-lived. And so this uh, was their second crack at it. Transformers Rescue Bots, which existed as a toy line considerably before the show started. Because uh, the, the, it started in, I guess, 2011. And then the show started... In oh, also 2011. My mistake. Okay, but oh. <laughs> I was gonna say I okay. didn't remember, but I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, I think there was some like aborted fiction prior to it. I think there was a there was a like a picture book or something. And I believe oh. friends of the show, uh, Trent Troop and Greg Seplak were involved in that somehow. Oh yeah, oh. there was uh, something like that. I think put together uh, for Hasbro. Uh, I don't think it was internal only, but but yeah, that stuff is out there. Mm-hmm. So we might have to get them on at some point to uh, to talk about that. Um, Yay, well, more we'll guest stars! Have, well, well, they were also involved with another show that we're going to cover. Yes, yes, I know we're definitely going to have them on for that show, but so yeah, we'll we just be bugging them all the time. On a risk of lots of time. Yes, <laughs> we're just going to have to put them on our like actual staff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so this uh, this car, uh, sorry, so this show uh, began airing on the Hub in December of 2011, and it was animated in a program that is, I guess, like Flash, but is not Flash. Oh, okay. And it involves uh, the Rescue Bots, who are a team of Autobots who partner with uh, human first responders to, uh, you know, uh, generally, you know, rescue people, avert disasters, and occasionally combat uh, human villains via largely nonviolent means. Yeah, they were basically their trainees. I mean, they're explicitly like younger Autobots who aren't ready for the the dark and doom and gloom going on down in Nevada. Uh, so, cause, and this is like in aligned continuity. This is supposed yes. to be in, in continuity with prime. It crosses over at, at but, certain points. Yes. Uh, but, but yeah, they're trainees. So they, they aren't ready for war. So mm-hmm. they're off helping some humans do, you know, human things. Like flying lobsters, if I recall correctly. That is correct. Uh, that is episode number four, Flobsters on Parade. <laughs> because you Whoa. see, they're, they're lobsters and they fly. So they're yes. flobsters. Also, my mind is blanking out. LeVar Burton? Is LeVar it? Burton's on it. Yes. Um, yes. Maurice LaMarche. Yes. Uh, Party of Fives, Lacey Chabert. It's oh. got some more Steve Bloom too. Steve doesn't Bloom's it? in it, um, uh, and and there are some fairly significant guest stars as well. Uh, we're uh, we're going to see some Tim Curry. <gasps> Yay! What? Yes, please. And and the <laughs> the the premise for the show is that instead of uh, you know a the desolate town of uh, wherever in Nevada, they're <laughs> on the fictional island of Griffin Rock. Jasper. Which is yes. like a super science small town, kind of like. Did you ever watch that show Eureka? Yeah, it does Ooh, seem sort show. of like the magnet school of small towns. Yes. Yeah. And in fact, it's it's basically got uh, Lavar Burton in the uh, the Joe Morton role from Eureka. Oh. So yeah, and you know, usually that you know super science ends up running amok, and they have to you know. Rescue it via again non-violent means. Yes, yeah. because I mean it's rescuing. Mm-hmm. I know it. You know it's 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 sort of a, a a kinder, gentler, softer kind of show. Yeah, it's it's very friendly, as as I recall. It's not like really dumbed down beyond like being for small children, but no, it's, it's not no. like. A show that you watch and you're like, it's not like the stuff my nephews have on sometimes where I'm like, what, what is this shit? 
I mean, oh, no, not out loud in that many words <laughs> around my like five-year-old nephew. <laughs> No, you like know. a dinosaur train or that show where there's a train that's a murderer. What? Thomas? Um, murder on the Orient Express? <laughs> oh, I guess you weren't on Twitter earlier. Is there like a kid's version of Snowpiercer? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was, there was like a train that sort of spouted arms and legs and tried to kill another one. I, th- I barely saw the clip and I was like, the hell? Well, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, like a, what is it, Paw Patrol? Where, yeah. Which is kind of like this, except it's dogs. They're really into oh, yeah, Paw Patrol. Wait, isn't Paw Patrol like about a police state run by dogs? <laughs> Something, Something like, that. like that. No, you're thinking of the you're thinking of the eighties novelty song "Dog Police." <laughs> oh, okay. Dog Police, where are you going to? Dog Police, nobody knows who you are. Arf, arf, arf. <laughs> Does nobody else know I Dog don't Police? Know this- no, no, I don't. Uh, I must just sound like a crazy person. You do. You, you've shown it before. I just keep blocking it out because it seems like such. Oh, this is the theme song to a cartoon that never happened. No, it's like a novelty <laughs> song, and there, there's a music video with people in somewhat upsetting dog prosthetic makeup. It's nightmarish. It's like uh, you know that uh, that Daft Punk video with like the dog man who's wandering around the city. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only Daft Punk videos I've seen is is uh, the, the uh, five 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 the the one that's animated by Leiji Matsumoto. Okay, no, it's it, it's Da Funk, and it, it's guy who kind of looks like uh, like a live action version of of uh, McGruff the Crime Dog. Oh no! And he's just kind of wandering around the city, and everybody's just kind of treating him like a regular person. Uh huh. Except he's annoying them because he's just carrying this boombox around and it's playing Daft Punk. Okay, I, jeez, I almost feel like I've seen it, but I didn't realize it was Daft Punk. I am inflicting some music videos on you people after this episode. Yeah, yes, I guess you are. Um, yeah, so yeah Rescue Bots. Um, we're going to be doing Rescue that Bots for... does not contain any dog people. No, no. there are uh, actually no. There is a recurring robot dog, and there's also a recurring cat. Yes. Oh, good. Uh, I believe that's Mr. Petty Paws. Aww. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're going to be covering the first 13 episodes of that. Is it 13? Uh, well, let's see. The, according to the wiki, the first season is 26 episodes. Okay, the first, we're going to be doing, wow, 26. Okay, we're going to be doing 26 episodes because they're on Netflix. <laughs> we're not going to be doing the 100 plus episodes yet unless we can find them. We're just going to be doing... We're going to have to find them somehow. Season one, because it's on Netflix, and then we'll go to Robots in Disguise. So join us on this journey of lighthearted, kid-friendly, more kid-friendly than Transformers usually is, that I have not seen... Uh, wait, I've seen one episode, the musical episode, and I bounced off of that because I hate musical episodes. Oh, dear. <laughs> somebody somebody made me watch it. Well, Monzo made me watch it, <laughs> no, I did not enjoy that at all. It's a musical. It, like, um, the Batman Brave and the Bold, the Music Meister episode. I don't like that episode. Oh, but that one's great. That, that episode rules and you're insane. Yes, I agree. The concept of the episode is good, but I didn't like that. Um, oh, wait, wasn't there, there was another, was it Batman and Robin? There was an a musical episode, I think. It's not bring. it's not... 
spring into mind. There was some episode, other episode where I think he had to sing or, or like. Something. I mean, there are other episodes of Batman and of Batman the Brave and the Bold that have musical interludes, like no, that this, one where was... Aquaman has his own sitcom and he sings the theme song. Maybe it was only part of the. Ooh, that's weird. It's um, great. No, <laughs> it, it was great. like the Justice League style animation. Maybe it was only like one scene. Oh, you're thinking of the one where Wonder Woman gets turned into a pig. And <gasps> yeah, JLU. That was yes, amazing. Uh, and and that's to save her, Batman has to do karaoke. Yes, that's like one of the few like characters have to sing in the episode episodes I've liked. Um. Maybe I liked the Buffy one back in the day, but I... And the Buffy one's pretty good. Um, I'm going to date myself and say that I remember enjoying the uh, the Xena Warrior Princess musical episode. <laughs> Ooh, again, that's so long ago. I I mean, listen, it was the 90s. It was it was Sunday. It was Saturday afternoon. None of us had anything to do, and syndicated well, yeah. action TV was still a thing. Yes, yeah. all of that is 100% correct. I can vouch for it. I also was there. And some of us weren't even lesbians. We just liked the show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yes, so please uh, join us. Uh, oh, perhaps, uh, but... But, uh, but not next week. Because next week uh, we will be taking a trip uh, back to the Mesozoic. I didn't know that's what we called the 90s. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, we'll be... Uh, was this the 90s or was this like the late... Oh, no, the late 90s. Late, yes. late uh so uh I haven't really looked into the show, but I believe there were uh there were a bunch of puppets. Um and uh there was there was a baby who specifically uh frequently accused the, the father dinosaur of being not the mama. No, that's a that's a different one. You're close. I'm, did I watch You're the wrong there. show? Yeah, I think you may have watched yes. the wrong show. Like we I almost want to watch an episode of that for some. Maybe we'll do that as no. a Patreon episode at some oh, point. God. Maybe. No, that that's completely unreal. No, we're doing something else that we kind of should have done before. Mm-hmm. Back when we were doing other CG animated shows. Yes. We just uh, somehow forgot because it probably would have gone well alongside, say, Beast Machines. Yeah. So, so Beast Wars and Beast Machines were sort of the like they were the crowning achievement of '90s CG animated shows. Also, I promise no one listening to this right now is is guessing correctly what we're going to say because no one remembers it. Literally, no one remembers. Yes. Whereas, it. whereas this was like a lot of people were trying to do like TV budget CG animation in the '90s. And nobody apart from Mainframe was doing it remotely well. No, not no. at all. It was very bad. So this was Dino Zors with a Z. With a Z, yep. Which, again, which is trying to market yet another Japanese toy line. That yes. I don't I believe remember they, uh, ever seeing. Oh, I had the little pterodactyl. And I believe that this was, the, the, the toys also transformed, I believe. Yes. yes. Yes, they did. They were yeah, the, it, it the was, big problem with them is that they so they they were from Bandai. Uh, yep. But the biggest problem well, with your them problem. is well the the other biggest problem with them is that they used the two absolute worst engineering problems yes. that you ever have with Transformers toys and uh, combined them: chrome and translucent plastic. <laughs> 
They consisted almost entirely of chrome and translucent plastic, even back when they were new. (laughs) They were screws. Actually, no, I had the Stegosaurus too. And they were just, even when they were new, they just felt impossibly brittle and all the tolerances were terrible and they just flopped everywhere. (laughs) And, and I mean, I think those two things look nice in, uh, you know, in moderation, but when you make the whole thing out of them, it just looks like a knockoff. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of the tables at at TFCon this year had a couple of them. I think it was the one that had like a Raiden gift set. So, you know, they, they had some deep cuts. Uh, and I don't think they wanted more than like $20 a piece for them. So yeah, they were not, also all their names were just Dino, like Dino Tyranno or Dino Tricera. It's like try harder, Dino Terra. So I assume by by a Raiden gift set, you mean that they uh, they turned into Christopher Lambert? Yes, yes, with a big <laughs> hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I've still got a cold. I can't do the, my Christopher Lambert laugh. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's tragic. Also, I I got the I got the pterodactyl because that was the girl. Oh. <laughs> But I also probably I fa- I probably found the Stegosaurus on clearance at some point because all of those toys were hella clearanced. Oh yes, they 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 we, we must banish these from the from the shelves. But yeah, it was not good. Nothing about that toy design was a was a good idea, except I guess making robots out of dinosaurs. That was so, fine. So, so we ourselves are about to find out how much of a, how much of a bad idea it was to make a show out of these. <laughs> so please join us next week when wham bam it's the dino jam <laughs> actual oh. lyric from the theme song i wonder it's if like the first uh, shuki levy did that one because that was saban it oh. was saban this might be one of his oh. later uh efforts maybe oh, maybe geez, i'll that, have to look that up that explains even more like it, it's it's <laughs> That explains the names because they sound like Zord names so much. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was a, it was oh, on training. Fox Kids. Yeah, I mean the things the, the like Zords aren't people. You don't you just need to yell their name once, and then you know they summon out of the, you summon them out of the ground or whatever, and then you're just driving it. Yes. Yeah. No, these you need to say their names repeatedly, like to them as though they were people. Hmm. Mm. So, so until next time, I, I think, do we have anything else we need to wrap up? No, not really. We've been going on for quite a while. We have indeed. <laughs> All right. So until next time, I'm Dino Rob. I am Jen, who has just confirmed via the Wikipedia page that, yes, at least some of the music was done by Shuki Levy. Huzzah! And I'm a Dravidosaurus? I think that's an actual dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs>